everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sub Tours. We like movies. And Woohoo! Yeah. My name is MJ. I'm Misha. And I'm Angel. Woohoo! Today we'll be talking about uh, the latest from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, not technically not the latest because The Eternals is out, but the latest one that is available to us or on Disney Plus at the very least. Oh, it's Shang-Chi. still late. It's, kind of still, it's late for us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's still kind of late for us. Well, but. Uh, it's late since you know we only catch we're only catching it on streaming, but, you know, mm-hmm. but everybody else has seen it around the world. That is true. That is true. But yes, we are talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Leung, Michelle Yeoh, and a whole lot Fala of amazing... Yes, Fala Chen. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So yes. gorgeous. Uh, so many gorgeous people in this cast. Fully Asian. Well, except for this one guy. But we'll get to that later. But uh, this the is... The best name. He has the best name. I swear. Florian. This Florian guy? No, his best is character had the best name in the movie ever oh yeah we can get to that in a little bit but yes this movie has been hyped for how well it has been doing in the box office for 2021 especially people were saying it's gonna flop it's gonna flop well it didn't people it did very well in the box office (laughs) sorry haters came out worldwide around august of course the philippines still under lockdown at the time um, <laughs> even with cinemas reopening last week on November 10th, um, Shang-Chi does not open here until the 24th. So anybody who's watching, you're staying at home, you're catching on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is correct. Yes. And hopefully it'll, it'll still be uh, making a lot more in money because, well, it has um, really, really great representation for the Asian community. Especially at a time like this where everybody's so divided. But yeah, a lot of Asian pride in this. So right off the bat, you guys, what did you think? I a lot of Asian thirst happening in this movie. What? what? Apparently so. What? Wait, wait, wait. Are, are we jumping into a thirst portion? For I'm just you? getting it out of the way. You know, it's already there. But I want it to be... A special portion, not like the first. Uh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll make it special gonna, right. We'll, we'll make it special give, right now. I want to give it a special moment and not start off with it. Okay, okay. fine, fine, fine. Okay, okay, fine. For me, honestly speaking, I am one of those few people who actually enjoyed Raya: The Last Dragon, but I admit that that film had flaws. This is the movie that Raya the Last Dragon wishes it could have been. Oh, I see what you mean. I really do. And Mulan wishes it could have been both oh! Raya oh and this God! one. Oh, fuck that. Yes, Mulan was terrible. What the actual... Uh, yes, this is the movie Mulan wishes it could be. Yep. Could have been. Yep. But it yep. failed miserably. But I could see I this I enjoyed one. Raya. I enjoyed oh, Raya. I did not enjoy Mulan at all. Mulan was garbage. I'm sorry. I enjoyed Shang-Chi a hell of a lot more. Me Absolutely. Too. I loved it, it did not dishonor your ancestors. It did not <laughs> dishonor your cow. Shang <laughs> <laughs> oh is good stuff. And Simu Liu, who we've seen, of course, like uh, on a sitcom, um, Kim's Convenience. He's actually pretty good in the lead. And 
I appreciated the film for what it tried to do. It mm. it, it handled a lot of stuff that it could have fallen on its face, to be honest. Because usually when they try and go for diversity or for uh for lack of a better word, wokeness um in a lot of these big blockbusters, it comes across as inauthentic or as you know pandering. But I think they did a pretty good job here. Mm-hmm. They did. Yes, they did. They did. I mean, it, it's one thing, you know, Disney tried to, to pander to the Asian audience with Mulan. That was the wrong way to do it because, so nothing, you know, they tried to make that as authentic as it could be, but nothing about it screamed authenticity, you know. That movie but, was mm-hmm. authentic, like a souvenir shop authentic. Yep. Well, Shang-Chi, on the other hand, you know, even if the character is supposedly an American Chinese, you know, had so much more authenticity and it mm-hmm. spoke volumes even from the fight scenes to the language that was used just you know like certain themes about american born chinese people were there like yeah. ABC. We'll, we'll get we'll get to these as yeah. we go further down yeah so uh, while we're already there anyway this movie was really hyped for its asian representation not just mm-hmm. by simu liu he is incredibly proud of this project and we're all, we agree. That's something definitely to be proud of. But since this was really set up to be a representation, what do you think are the things that made it different in terms of introducing this kind of character to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, what I enjoyed the most about this or what to me separated this the most from all other Marvel movies, you know, essentially Shang-Chi is an action movie, which all other superhero movies are. They're all action movies filled with action sequences or, you know, like fight scenes, explosions and stuff like that. But then what separated Shang-Chi the most from its other co-Marvel, uh, whatever, what other Marvel movies is that the <laughs> fact that it paid tribute to Hong Kong Hong Kong's Wuxia Cinema, which is which Hong Kong is really known for. It's like mm-hmm. it's how these characters express their emotions through their martial arts. You know, like you know, it's kind of like a format for the quote unquote Chinese opera for cinema, which is perfect because you know you see you see it in in the fight choreography, you see it in 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 the story because it's so. The fight scenes, the fight choreography was just so expressive here. It's just not, mm-hmm. you know, fighting for the sake of fighting, but you know, like this is it's how it feels. It's storytelling, which is to me is. beautiful. As a fan of like old school kung fu movies, like mm-hmm. this was this is something. You know? Yeah, like, I agree wholeheartedly with the. Um, it starts out definitely as a wuxia homage, especially the first fight between Wen Wu and the woman who becomes his wife. But um, something that I really appreciated as the movie goes on, it does pay tribute to Chinese action cinema, but it also what? does it in a way that it pays tribute to Chinese cinema of different time periods. Mm-hmm. So you start off with yeah. the wuxia of the 60s and 70s and then in the middle portion it becomes the 80s and 90s Jackie Chan kind of style yeah. and then later to- later towards the end it's the big special effects thing that's coming out of mainland China now where they're using a lot of their traditional fantasy elements Yep. So it's it just it was like stuff. it was just like watching uh, a, a microcosm of Chinese action cinema, and it was fun because it was all entirely in context of the story that they were trying to tell. Yes, so it didn't, yes. it didn't feel like pandering, honestly. It was Absolutely. all so smooth, and if you're familiar with all those different eras of Usha, then you would appreciate this a lot. Me being a huge fan of Zhang Yimou films, I I it's. You know, that's a high bar he's already set for us. And if you're already a fan, this wouldn't disappoint you. Mm-hmm. It's got some elements of that and the usual Marvel flavor to make it entertaining mm-hmm. and just exactly. enjoyable for more audiences. I love that. Exactly, exactly. The, 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 the fact that they're able to pay 
tribute to that kind of cinema and still put the stamp of or put the signature of what they're they're known for is just a really good way of you know making it stand out from all other Marvel movies. And what I appreciated furthermore was that it is a Marvel movie in treatment and tone and all that stuff. But unlike the past few entries, which pretty much require you to have seen the last 20, 25 movies, 24 movies, uh, 25 of There's so much. This one was essentially a clean slate. You could go in knowing next to nothing and it would still work. Aside from the occasional reference to things like the blip Mm -hmm. or, you know, people half the planet disappearing or even (laughs) the return of a character that we won't spoil at this point. You know, (laughs) you don't necessarily need to know everything going in. You want to go in, see a kick-ass kung fu movie with an Asian cast. This is it. This is good shit. It's super refreshing. And uh, something new definitely was the first 10 minutes. Because the first 10 minutes are completely in Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Which must have pissed off some racists and lazy people who hate <laughs> reading subtitles. But this is like a subtle middle finger to those people. It's like, we're here, we're being represented, and you better read those goddamn subtitles because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's authentic. No, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most authentic things Disney has done as of late. And it's common God, I sense. Because I fucking hate Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's common sense because it starts out with the, you know, how it all started with Shang-Chi's father, played by Tony Leung, and how powerful he is with all the Ten Rings. And, you know, how life goes on for him, how he starts it. And malamang, it will start in Mandarin. As if naman, wala pa naman siya sa America, diba? So, bakit naman siya mag english kung di kailangan? Absolutely. So yeah, since we're already there, we can talk about its um, synopsis or what it's all about. What is this all about, you guys? I got a bone to pick about the title. What? Because those aren't fucking rings. He's got 10 bracelets. (laughs) Well, essentially, bracelets are gigantic rings. He's got 10 bangles. (laughs) It won't sound as smooth. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the the Ten Bangles. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Bracelets. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Wristbands. (laughs) 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 It's Ten Rings. Ten Rings. Wristbands? Music festival wristband. Look, at some point, past a certain circumference, (laughs) a ring becomes a bracelet. Hey, but honestly, the Ten Rings is one of the coolest weapons in the MCU, in my opinion. It's one of the coolest weapons I have ever seen on screen, if not the MCU. For me, period. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any weapons like that. So it's like, damn, this is so cool. Okay, just a little backstory. The original, um, the inspiration for the rings, of course, was the signature weapon of a bad guy the known Mandarin. as the Mandarin, right? And he had literally like 10 rings with different powers. And if he had all 10, he could beat pretty much anybody. He's one of Iron Man's biggest bad guys. Wasn't he but like the rival of Iron Man at some point? He was. He's Iron Man's like magic or science type. Yeah, he yeah. really is. Yeah. But, you know, the problem with the Mandarin is he's usually drawn in the whole Fu Manchu stereotype thing. And that that would not go over well with a modern audience, nope. you know, the evil <laughs> oriental. So uh, they, they changed it. That, that's why they've never never actually had the Mandarin in any of the Iron Man movies starring Robert Downey. In fact, they tried to they did everything they could to work around it just by using the name, by having the guys who kidnapped him in Afghanistan be the Ten Rings. They did everything except actually show a Chinese man call himself the Mandarin. They gave us a <laughs> god awful plot twist. 
it was it was an out of work actor played by Ben Kingsley. Trevor, Jesus my, Christ. my Ben Kingsley. My, Sir Ben Kingsley is Trevor. I'm an actor. Worst <laughs> <laughs> so plot twist ever. I was so fucking pissed after watching that. <laughs> you were expecting some big crazy you, bad guy with and you're yeah. even like and you're not rings. even like a comic book fan, and you were pissed about it. <laughs> He's supposed right? to be this um this this international terrorist feared by many and you're telling me he's a fucking actor named Trevor who's, who's high who, who's high all the time because he doesn't seem to realize what he's been doing and that he's like a leader he's like the figurehead of a freaking terrorist organization <laughs> well, well we can we can get to how they address this um person later right, on right. because they do so, address it so who is shang chi okay fine who is shang chi shang chi is a 20 something year old slacker basically who hangs <laughs> out with his slacker friend aquafina they're both obviously intelligent they're both very charming but they're happy just working as underachieving valet parking attendants in san francisco in short what tiger moms do not want you to be. Ha, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shame. Yeah. This honor. Right. But, but then Shang-Chi has a dark past. Right. Which is mm. revealed bit by bit, starting when some guys try to attack him on a bus in San Francisco. He takes them all out, full Jackie Chan style, yeah. with a little bit of a Marvel twist at the end. He's wearing and... Jordans. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. He is. He and, is wearing you know, Jays. He decides that he has to go find his long lost sister to protect her because people are going to be coming after her too. His good buddy Aquafina goes with him. Next thing we know, they're in Macau in an underground fight club, which apparently is run by his long lost sister. That's actually one of my favorite favorite parts is when he well no when they realize that it's the sister's underground illegal empire that they walk into. Not mm-hmm. just so he's not cool. just a fighter in it. <laughs> Can I just say I fucking love Ronnie Chan? Boss Me too. <laughs> When I, the elevator door opened and I saw who it was, oh my god! Bus guy, <laughs> it's Ronnie fucking. No, Jay. it's bus boy. Bus, bus boy. boy. Bus boy. <laughs> hey, bus boy. It's like a mini reunion for the Crazy Rich Asians cast. It, oh yeah, it actually is. I loved him. There's in three crazy of them rich there. Too, yeah. mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we find out that the assassins were actually sent by their father, who was played by Tony Leung, as we mentioned. And he's got an agenda for these pendants, these matching pendants that the brother and sister are wearing because he wants to find his way back to um, a mystical village hidden in an enchanted forest in hopes of bringing his wife back from the land of the dead. So, yeah, that, that's that's a mouthful. Yeah, that's basically it. That's, in, in general, the overview of the story. Shall we proceed to Spoiler Town? Yeah, let's do that. Spoiler Town! Okay, so let's get to your favorite scenes in this movie. Honestly, speaking of somebody, I mean, you know, um, whatever his political leanings are now, I'm going to leave that out of it. But speaking of somebody who grew up on 80s and 90s Jackie Chan movies, I really love the bus fight and the fight on the side of the building because they were both so very clearly inspired by that generation of choreography and fighting. Yes. And actually, the second unit director was, you know, the only white guy who was ever on Jackie Chan's stunt team. His name was Brad Allen. Sadly, he passed away a couple of months before the movie came out. 
but um, the movie the, if you watch the credits the movie is actually dedicated to him posthumously and yeah he really goes to town with it the, having Simu Liu do all the Jackie Chan stuff of playing with the environment and having comical reactions mm-hmm. and the only thing that would detract from those in my opinion because I'm old school is there's just way too much CGI in both of those sequences because yeah. it would have been fun you know <laughs> it would have been fun to see him actually taking his lumps and you know uh, the, the, the CGI isn't consistent like all Marvel movies it's not consistent sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's just questionable it's Kayla <laughs> It's, exactly. it's like it's like it's a, a last minute decision or yeah. something. I, I didn't like the CGI on the side of the building. That was the most obvious one mm. to me. Like when you know, um, Aquafina is falling. I was like, hmm, kalas. Kalas <laughs> <laughs> ah, scene, okay. Although speaking of those two um, sequences, I really like the bus scene. I, I especially love this tracking shot on this from the side of the bus. Yeah, you oh, can see awesome. like all the action going in yes. on inside the bus, and the camera is outside just tracking while mm-hmm. while Shang Chi traverses throughout the bus. That that was my favorite shot of that sequence. I love um, that. I guess that's like straight up old school where mm-hmm. they they would shoot them yeah. like musicals where mm-hmm. you can see every move. You know, you you, yeah. you can't cheat because you see it's all there. Yeah, it, it's just why I enjoyed that because it's I mean like. Speaking of old school, it just goes to show you how much work these actors, these stunt oh, performers yeah. put in. Because, you know, yeah, in yeah. Hong Kong cinema, it's tradition. They do it. They do it repetitively on and on and on until the director just says, okay, we're done. We have everything. But then you don't realize that these guys are worked to the bone just finishing a freaking sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, uh, like uh, you hear stories about uh, Samo Hung directing kung fu movies, and he's probably one of the more brutal directors they have there. He is. He's a very right? because the thing is, Samo Hung. Look at him. Just look at him. Okay, and the logic there is: if he can do it, if he can do it, you have no right not to. Basically, yep. And yep. there's there's a reason Jackie Chan broke almost all of his bones in his body. Oh yeah, filming all that yep. shit. But that yep. being said, I also like the more traditional wuxia sequence that opens the film. Which yes. is take which takes place in an enchanted bamboo forest with two people who are falling in love <laughs> through their mastery of the martial I, arts, and it doesn't get more. It doesn't get more classic than that. Honestly, yep. I, I love that. I, I think that's what everybody's favorite. I mean, like the three of us have been discussing this earlier. Like, oh, that's that's a really cool sequence. No, no. You you have this sexual tension while they're fighting, which is just so classic. By the way, we're talking about Tony Leung uh, mm-hmm. meeting Fala Chen. yeah Fala Chen as oh, yes. Shang Chi's parents. How they meet and the mm-hmm. setting is something very familiar to wuxia films. It it's like it's taking it out of the playbook of hero and um, maybe crouching tiger, cr- crouching, crouching tiger, all tiger, the all the high like... all the high bamboo trees and the lake, uh, the waterfall. You know, it's just beautiful. The colorful wind, the colorful dresses, and the wind. You know, that the first thing I, I I thought of when I saw that sequence was like, ah, crouching tiger, hidden dragon, right? Small scale. But mm-hmm. I was like, ha, we'll do this because. You know, historically speaking, these movies have been made. So this is probably like, you know, me saying like, I'm a fan of your movies. This is my version of it. This is the Marvel way of doing it. Marvel way. I got more of a hero vibe because of all the leaves and the bamboo. Yeah, hero. 
House of Flying Daggers also. I don't know. Hero and Emu he, really just made those so beautiful. And Hero, of course, you have Hero Tony Young in it. So that's a given. I guess he's also beautiful. <laughs> well, yes, he is. Uh, he's very expressive. And like also... The Tito Thirst Trap for everyone watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what lot, Twitter says. A lot of people mm. saying Zeri out there. But <laughs> something I also appreciated. <laughs> going back... So <laughs> going back oh, to um, how it's an homage just me personally if there's something memorable about when I went to Hong Kong and Macau years ago it's you got when... into a martial arts fight? no in I a wish forest? I, did. I wish I did <laughs> but what really caught my attention was how construction was it was bamboo scaffolding it's oh, the yeah. first time I ever saw bamboo scaffolding yep. which really set the environment for a great fight scene in my opinion. Absolutely. It's, it's That's so... why they opened the rush hour too with that. Yeah. Yes. So parang oh, classic. Love it. That's why you could really tell that uh, the choreographer, the second unit director, Brad Allen, was having a good time doing it because it was all stuff that he'd done with basically his boss back in the day except bigger and more expensive. And it was really impressive, the stuff, the moves that they were stringing together. But uh, that being said, I, I got a bone, another bone to pick, which is um, we find out that the assassins were sent by Wenwu, Tony Leung's character, right? Mm-hmm. He sends the assassins to go after his children to retrieve the jade pendants around their necks. But in dialogue, he literally says, I knew my guys couldn't take you. So I'm like, why would you send them then? Just Me. ask for the fucking necklaces <laughs> or something. Why, why are you sending your guys? How many of those guys did Shang Chi and his sister murder before before they had their reunion with their father? They were throwing them off the building. <laughs> Devil's advocate. I think it's because it's kind of been established that they don't have a good relationship, so they True. probably just wouldn't hand over the pendants uh, in the first place. Because like, fuck you, dad. You've been emotionally unavailable all these years, but. Um, it's also maybe to test them. Maybe see I like if that. like, I like will you? Okay, I will test you and see if you will join me on my quest to find your I like long that. lost mother. I like that. Yeah, that, ha- that works. We have the same thoughts except for the testing because I'm more of on the let me remind you of who you are. Kind no, that, that, could work. that works too. That works too. That like, works too. Let me remind me of who you are. Don't forget your past. Or Remember. I don't Remember. know. So, like, what are we saying? Okay, Anjo, you're Chinese. You tell us. When you fuck up at work, does your dad send an army of assassins after <laughs> you to, to remind you to do your fucking job? I was not raised by martial artists <laughs> and the head of you know, an assassin's group. Wouldn't be cool if you were, though. Yeah, we'd have better no. stories. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Okay. So um, let's get to the people who make this film, the characters. Okay, I want to start my thirst portion now. Uh, okay. Cue the music. We, we have What's a thirsty the theme? No, I'm hoping. <laughs> but no, of course, we got to start with Simu Liu, okay? So, of course, we do. Tagal-tagal mo na itong gustong pag-usapan eh. <laughs> Tweet pa lang ng Shang-Chi. Pinag-usapan mo na sa I Minnesota. I wanted to be professional, okay? Give this thing a format. <laughs> but, okay, mm-hmm. I will give you. Okay. I will give it to you. Thank you for the blessing of a shirtless fight scene. <laughs> Come on. Thank it's you. Simulu. This guy doesn't like shirts, Thank okay? You. Every, oh my God. every episode of Kim's Convenience, he finds an excuse to take his shirt off. 
which I am grateful for. Well, he couldn't for. do that as a stock model, as a stock model, <laughs> a stock photo model. So, <laughs> who knows? There could be some out there that we haven't unearthed yet, and he doesn't have a shirt on. I'll go on Shutterstock right now and try to find one for you. Okay, cool. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, okay, yes, thank you for the blessing of a shirtless Simu which I I'm sure he was very pleased to show off all the hard work he's done. And mm-hmm. they were also so incredibly self-aware, enough to make Katie ask what happened to his shirt in his fight scene. And nobody's complaining. Nobody's complaining. I don't know. Who's complaining? Nobody. Nobody. Just saying. Nobody. So thank you, Ronnie Chang, for telling him to take his shirt <laughs> off. Take your shirt off! <laughs> and he, he didn't even have to say that. We started off his scenes as an adult, waking mm-hmm. up shirtless mm-hmm. and doing push-ups. I'm like, This is a good, good movie. Simu, Simu, on brand, right from Kim's convenience, and I'm grateful. Pretty much, very, MJ just wants to see more Simu. Of course, yes, she do. does. Yes, and she seeing does. him all, seeing Simu do all those fight scenes, amazing. <laughs> and that concludes our thirst portion, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that was quick, hey, short and sweet. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, okay. Thirst aside, I think Simu did a great job. He was charismatic. He was cool. He uh, was uh, the right level. He gave the the movie physicality. I think he was very well-trained for this. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's come so far from that stock photo model. And... I, just, I, I like, I yeah, I like, I like his uh, portrayal of the character. He he was pretty self-deprecating. He was like, you know, like this chill guy that you would like to hang out with. He was cool, you know. Maybe you know, um, you do video okay with, with a, yeah, do video okay with at one in the morning. Totally. <laughs> I like and, the fact that I like the fact that we see that that side of of the character because it's it's like it we I I don't know like there I have had moments where we could just go home and be responsible or. <laughs> Jump to the karaoke scene. I know, and their whole playlist was like shit that I actually sing. So yeah, true. Yeah, same here. Same here. True. But I also like that Aquafina as Katie. They're oh, not a, a couple. They're yes! not a couple. Okay, yes, I like I that. I appreciate that. But I think also we're at that point now, same as Reynolds and Free Guy. That I think I need a movie besides The Farewell where Aquafina doesn't play Aquafina. Mm, I see. Well, I'm getting close to that point already. He did that already, but we'll talk about that. It's a different movie. I I think she's getting more into dramas. She's being recognized, um, at least in indies, that she can be a serious actress. Yeah, the farewell. Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess it's 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 still better than Ryan Reynolds. Sorry. Because that was like a big jump from the Aquafina that we know. Because Ryan yeah. Reynolds would, you know, if he decided to play a role that's not known for being another Ryan Reynolds role, it's mm-hmm. not so different. But then, mm-hmm. you know, the farewell was so different. I, I saw Crazy Rich Asians. But at least there's the that one. The farewell was so different, though. <laughs> at least there's yeah, that one Yeah, that's literally movie. the only one you can name. Yeah, but at least there's yeah. that one in the span of a few years compared to Ryan Reynolds more than a decade. Decades long career. Fine, fine. But I, I, I actually want to go back to Katie and Shang's um, platonic relationship because just mm. because they're up, op- they're of the opposite sex and always together, doesn't mean that they're together together. I, I'm right. not really sure if something unfolds in the future, but I appreciated mm-hmm. what they had in this film, and it doesn't reduce the constant female companion to being the love interest. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I really appreciated, and in general, yeah, she she may have played herself in a whole lot of movies, but she does it so well. 
Her comedic timing and her punchlines always on point. So at least for this movie, she worked really well. I never expected Aquafina to be in a Marvel movie. Me neither. To be honest, like I kind of like, did because okay, at a, this point, everybody's gonna be in a Marvel movie sooner or later. <gasps> How about us? Mm. Do we just tweet about it like Simu Liu did? Yeah. Well, dear Marvel, decide, I'm sad. <laughs> dear Marvel. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I'll tweet that later. She proceeds to type. <laughs> <laughs> type, 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 type. Who can I play? Marvel, sad ako. <laughs> sad ako ang puta. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Shang's sister, Shaling. Shaling. Yes, she's so badass. Why does she get older? She's the younger sister. Why is she fucking older than her brother when they grow up? Maybe it's because of, you know, running your own underground fight club <laughs> with, super, you know, with super beings. That it ages might you. be stressful. It ages that, you. That, that but then, you know, she stressful. gets into the ring once in a while to de-stress. And, you know, she's a very capable fighter. You know, she does fight in the elite fighting ring, you know? Fine, fine. I, I love She just her. wanted to beat her brother up. She was good though. She was very good in this movie. I enjoyed that fight scene she had with um, with Shang where she decides to tries to decide to walk off and be like and then she remembers why she's so mad at Shang and decides to knock him out with that badass kick to the face. Boom. Reminds me of my sister. Oh. <laughs> and I like how they're treated as equals, so they are really at par in terms of skill. It's just that they acquired their skills differently. I mean, she mm. had to learn all that shit by herself because her fucking father wouldn't teach her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she's like, fuck you, dad. If you don't make me part of the empire, I'll make my own. And she and did. She totally did. I mean, like, she is a boss bitch. She but- is. Totally is. With that red lipstick. Red lipstick. Dude, she's so fucking badass. Like, I don't I don't need to be trained by anyone else to do it myself. I still kick people's asses. Mm-hmm. I got a question, though. Like, she's running this badass underground fight club. It's got super-powered beings fighting in it. What the hell were Wong and Abomination doing there? Maybe Wong just wanted some extra cash because, you know, he didn't have $2 for a freaking tuna sandwich <laughs> so in Endgame. Wong... <laughs> And he needs money to buy Ben and Jerry's for Doctor Strange. Yes, but yeah, you know, magic powers give you access to certain things, certain perks. So just not money. Just not money. So you know what okay, better okay. way to do fine, it? Fine, fine. So Wong is there for money. What the hell is he doing chumming around with Abomination? Last time we saw that guy, Hulk was beating his ass on the streets of San Francisco. I don't know, but he brought, clearly needed money too because he and Wong were in on it, you know? like That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, if you were boss bitch, wouldn't you be mad that your main event is, you know, they're in cahoots? As long no, as I'm making it, the money, I don't give a exactly. fuck. Exactly. She's make, what, clearly what's still the making money. What's the word? Luto. That's what it was. That's the word. <laughs> Luto. It's one it thing if it, it's one thing if the house knew that, but if the people watching it knew that, they were talking they about it in me? the locker room in front of everybody. The, the people who were watching know that they were the even hiding that they were scamming the people. Oh come on, you guys watch oh. wrestling. You know how this goes. That's not the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. That is not the same thing. It's the same thing. No, because it's wrestling. You know you're buying into a narrative. Here, it's actual fucking gambling on the outcome. No. no. The difference is consent. Wow. Whoa. So, okay. We, we've, we've talked about the sister. Let's talk about their dad. Or the daddy. I fucking love Tony Leung. I mean, <laughs> Tony Leung. Tony Leung. Tony, Tony, Tony Leung. That's it. Period. Not do. There's I nothing know. he cannot do. 
Exactly. So we love him from all of those Wonka Y movies he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, here he plays this emotionally unavailable, power hungry father. But in the moments when he does show emotion, it's so effective. It's like he, yeah, he has this face of longing which he does so well. And absolutely deep down, he's uh, well to me. What what the impression I got was uh, he's still playing a Wonka Y character. He's still <laughs> a fucking lovesick puppy, except he's in the MCU and has you know. Uh, an army behind him. Something. An army. Um, he's immortal with those, you know, magical ten yeah. bracelets, as Misha says. <laughs> Bangles, wristbands, what, yeah. what have you, whatever. He's centuries old no, but, and like powerful they, and shit. But you know, deep down, he still just really wants to be no, but, with his wife, and it's like, oh, yeah, Tony Young. I I really like how Wonbu was written. Like, I, I guess he's not one of he's not one of the best villains or best antagonists in the movie but he's probably one of the better written villains in the MCU because aside from him you know it's, it's really just Killmonger and Thanos were like and Loki of course like those guys were like up there like really well written villains but then other than that like the MCU has produced like lackluster villains even like Hela and, and <gasps> I love uh, Hela you shut up <laughs> I mean like <laughs> there's not much layers to her like, but she's but Kate least, Blanchett <laughs> Because I've noticed so far with the Britain villains in the MCU, they're the ones who are written with vulnerability. Like they're out yeah. there, they have this one drive, this one thing that they're pining for. In his case, it's it's you, you know wife. he was so torn. Like it was the one person that made him a better person that he was longing for. You know, like it's so it's so, it's so it's Tony Leung. You know, like when he's hurting, you really see it in his face. <laughs> you know, he's this lovesick puppy. It was a better way to do it in a freaking superhero movie than, you know. It's not just that he's a lovesick puppy, but also he's like, he's a powerful dude, but he's willing to express his emotions, which I really love. You see that when he gets his ass beat by his wife in the opening, and that's mm-hmm. what makes him fall in love with her. And you also see it when he loses her, and he goes after the guys who did it. Oh, that 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 freaking scene was like brutal. That was kind like, of fucked feel, up to bring your kid that, there. Kind of was. No, a blood debt has to be paid by blood. Like you know, typical warlord thing, mm-hmm. I guess. But and, uh, oh, parang ano, warlord, diba? <laughs> and it's like, are you surprised your kids ran away? <laughs> that is Show, true. I'll give you that. Showing them this kind of shit. So yeah, you you understand his motivations. Yeah, I mm. agree with Anja that he's one of the villains that um, you know has depth, and he actually made up for it in the end. And which I, I was also so gonna, many feelings. I was also gonna say that, like, as far as the depth goes, I think more more of the depth. I mean, we understand his motivations and his emotional state, but I really think it was Tony Leung's performance that sold it for me. Mm. That's what yeah. really, really it added mm. dimension that maybe wasn't even there on the yeah. in the script, honestly. Yeah. And that's because Tony Leung's just fucking amazing in anything. He, oh, I yeah, swear to God. Tony He's Tony Leung, man. Guy's a legend. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. And, and can I just say, though, the, the, the supporting cast in this movie is also great. We've already touched on Ronnie Chang and Aquafina um, lending their comedic stylings. But even when they get to the hidden village of their mother and they meet an entire, entire new cast. Yeah, uh, an entire new cast of uh, martial artists um, with roots in Chinese, um, Chinese literature, actually. For heaven's sake, their mom's sister is played by Michelle Yeoh. I mean, oh you cannot do God. better than that. You cannot. No, you cannot. 
You can absolutely no, cannot. Definitely, she, definitely not. She makes she's, any movie better just by being in it. She is an icon for a reason, okay? Yeah, and she's great. she's done so many of these films already, but she just gives that credibility and grace to everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And not just by her demeanor in general being so poised and graceful, but even through her movements in the fight scenes, so incredibly graceful. And you know this is a seasoned actor. Like I <laughs> do could... this shit. I and do she's this better shit than Simo Liu, actually. She is much <laughs> yes. better. Yes. Yeah. So much better. Oh my god, when they were going one on one, I'm like, wow, she's holding back. <laughs> yeah, well, she she lives there in that warrior village, but she is so graceful. It's uh, mm-hmm. she just she just adds that extra flavor of class into it. I love her so much. Same here. But, you know what? What here. else? What other, what other people might not might miss out is you know for for people who aren't fans of of the the wuxia genre. Um, what I appreciated was the casting of Wayen, Wayen, um, as the master who was teaching archery. Because this guy is a veteran oh, yeah, actor in Hong so Kong cute. cinema. He's been I in, love you, Enwa. Pero it's what? like he, he's yeah. been in a lot. It's it's like a minor role, but like parang oh, it's, it's cool that they included him. I found out, hey, it's the guy from Kung Fu Hustle who had all those bendy moves, you know. <laughs> Lumayo ka pa. He was also in Dragons Forever against Jackie and Samo at the same fucking time, which was oh, amazing yes. back yes, in the day. Yes, yes, definitely. He was even in Lucky Stars, definitely. Mr. Vampire. That guy's an institution in himself, and now he's just a kindly old archery teacher. And I was like, ah, oh, why are you here? It's so, so adorable though and unfo- well since we're already at the spoilers he his death was incredibly heartbreaking for me yeah, <laughs> yeah that, what the shit man that that just really made my heart sink because it was at the point of the movie where everything was starting to feel so hopeless and mm-hmm. it started when he died and when he gets his soul sucked out it's like oh shit mm. I, I like also his interactions with Aquafina. Oh yeah, being short as they were, but they were like they were gold. Like when they were together, it's like pretty funny because <laughs> you know, like yeah, you're not ready for battle. He takes away his, the gear from her. It's like nope. And then she gradually says, "No, oh, I have to help my friend." He goes like, "Don't die." And then it's yeah. later. Later, it's like aim for the throat. Like, <laughs> I love their dynamic because Aquafina just like just like blah 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 blah, blah and he just gives these one liners. <laughs> It's amazing oh, yeah. chemistry. Like even if they're so different, they, in the short period that they were both on screen, they were able to establish that that relationship, which makes it heartbreaking when he dies in front of her eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, how about we also get to the henchmen in the ten rooms? Ah, I know you have a lot of feelings. With, uh, the guy with the best name ever. <laughs> Can I see his man. name? Can I say his name? Why Can do you I need permission? You're literally okay, the host yeah. of this podcast. Because <laughs> MJ might might want to say it. No, I'll I'm not going to take that fun from you because I know how much you enjoy this. It's, it's the best super villain name ever. It's Razor Fist. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fucking like a Mortal dope. Kombat reject. It does. It actually does. Even his fucking design is a Mortal Kombat reject. But when you look at him, it's literally who he is. Like... <laughs> He razor has a fist. razor for a fist. How does he go to the bathroom? He uses his, he his one, other hand. He has the other hand, Misha. <laughs> Maybe he's ambidextrous? I don't know. Fine. 
know. But you knew, you knew what, you knew, you knew what he was about when he shows up and on the bus. It's like, oh, big dude without one hand. Hmm. I wonder what that is. <laughs> Look, ah. it's either going to be a gun or a knife on that hand. So it was the knife. It was the knife. You know, it would have made more sense if he had a gun, like Barrett from Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Like, that why would, would be you cool. choose a freaking knife in this day and age where half the people can just disappear? In because if he had a gun, then it'd be off brand. His name is Razor Fist. <laughs> That's true. Or it could have been a gun arm yeah. or Machine Gun Kelly if his name was Kelly. Machine oh my God. <laughs> You'll Fucker. be dating Meg- Megan Fox or, eventually. Or mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet his name was Johnny, so it would have been Machine Gun Johnny. Okay. You're terrible at this. You're just awful. You're the worst. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> moving on. You know Razor what? Fist. I, I was disappointed by Razor Fist. I me know too. he's your favorite boy toy ever, no. but for me, he was not memorable. He was not funny. He was not entertaining. He was just no. there. Actually, what I thought about was they didn't know where to go with the character or the actor did not know where to go with the character because, you know, was, at first he was this intimidating figure then he tries to be funny. It was yeah. kind of bad. Yeah, I feel like bad. They, they tried to go that direction where he's intimidating at first and later on they're going to make him this um, com- comic relief. But I just personally don't find... It didn't work. Yeah, he's... It's just, yeah. It's either in his timing or his delivery, but it did not really get a laugh out of me. I know I see the intention. I know yeah, they wanted sure. us to laugh in certain but minutes of his life, um, so, moments so, of his yeah, lines, they but... were they're trying to make him funny, like 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 Zangief in Street Fighter. That yeah, was, was fucking off-brand. funny. Was but this didn't work. Yeah. This I mean, like, guy, this guy, he, he's played by Florian Ontanu. I don't Florian. know if I'm pronouncing that right. I Florian. love Florian. That is such a nice Florian. name. You know, he does have a nice name. In real he's life. a boxer. He's called Big Nasty in the ring. Ugh. He was in Creed too. Why? He was the son of Dolph Lundgren's Ivan Drago. He's the one who fights Michael B. Jordan. He was fucking scary in that movie. In this one, not so much. No, not at all. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, maybe the only thing scary about this character was the car he owned. It's like a BMW <laughs> with like, Tacky ghetto graffiti. Can I just say, I don't know how much BMW gave Disney to be in this movie, but their electric SUV got a lot of exposure. Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. It It did. Because it can outrun an enchanted forest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what? Okay, I have a bone to pick with Razor Fist, actually, when I saw him. Like, why is he the only white dude in a clan of assassins that's full of Asian people? Well, are you arguing is... for white representation in the workplace? Is that really what you're going for? No, I mean, like, it's ju- <laughs> it just seems so off-brand. Because only white people are assassins? Sorry. White people? I saw in glimpses of, like, the, the Ten Rings uh, army. So, uh, at this point, I was wondering... When Tony Leung was talking to his kids and in, in front of his army, like I was like, why is he speaking in English? They, he could might as well just like talk to them in Mandarin or something. But then he mm-hmm. started addressing the army in English, and I was like, oh, that, but oh, that makes sense because there was a mix of different people there. It wasn't, I guess he was just the leader, but there there were like a couple of different ethnicities in the Ten Rings army. So oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Okay. There, there was this also one character I wish had more exposure. <laughs> It was that masked assassin. Oh yeah, that guy seemed cool. They didn't give him enough justice. He, he was more he badass was... than fucking Razor Fist. Yeah, what was he there for? Honestly, he Who was there was for that he? cool. He had that cool construction site 
skyscraper fight, but then after that, it's like, eh. Yeah, I was yeah, hoping... Like he, he, he was there to introduce Shang-Chi to the world of pain. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, but, pain. But, you know, and he had that, yeah, Misha did mention the... the, the, the the construction, the construction site fight, but then. Yeah, know, but that was it, you know. That was, was it. Just, yeah, he's like he a could have actually had the that, rest of it. Yeah, he could have actually had that bus fight. To be honest, mm. that would have been cool if he had the bus yeah. fight. Right, right. Sorry, raise know, your fist. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> wanted like unknown mask dude who could throw exploding ninja stars. Okay, yeah. but then that brings us back to the whole Rurouni Kenshin thing, where the guy on the bus who's dressed like an anime character is most obviously the assassin. That guy would hmm. not. Okay, wait. How the fuck did Razor Fist hide on a bus? Wait, wait. Okay, I they were all thing. in black when everybody else was wearing colored shirts. See, you're still evil. Well, this guy's painted up like what? He's all blue and made up. He can't hide. Okay, as soon fine. as you get on the bus, you're like, oh, that guy's gonna kill me. Hey, they were in San Francisco. People dress funny in San Francisco. <laughs> God, well, York. today. Well, who would you let in a bus? A big muscular white guy or some guy who won't take his fucking mask off? Not his surgical mask but like a mask mask mm. I don't know I saw a cosplayer dress up as Spider-Man go to the grocery they, they were fine with that <laughs> okay fine whatever no alright Spider-Man alright so I also want to get to a character I feel did not really contribute much to the story but it was Marvel's way of making up for a really really weird plot twist back then in Iron Man. <laughs> Let's oh, get... oh my god. Oh, this is my real favorite character. He's like the Let's... best fucking guy in this movie. Trevor, yes! Trevor, Trevor. Trevor. I'm Trevor. Trevor. I'm an actor. The Trevor, the actor. Oh my god. Uh, what did you guys feel about him being there? I was like, oh, he's back. What the fuck? I like okay. it. <laughs> okay, like I'm like the only guy left who still buys fucking physical media. So one of the extras on the Iron Man 3D the Blu-ray was a short called Hail to the King. It shows what happens to Trevor in prison. And it shows him just, you know, hanging out, chilling around the prison, you know, talking to guards, talking to prisoners. And at the very end, um, some scary guys surround him in prison and you think they're gonna kill him. And they they say that Somebody wants to talk to you. He doesn't appreciate you've been using his name. And then you see that one of them has a 10 rings tattoo. And that's the last time we ever saw Trevor. So to mm -hmm. see him now alive and well was just fucking hilarious. And I like that he actually explains it. He's like, yeah, they were going to kill me. But then I, I busted out some Shakespeare. And they <laughs> <laughs> and then they hired me. In <laughs> short, he was the jester. The actual shit. Tony Long hired him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so conflicted with Morris. I'm like, oh, he's, he's so, so cute? cute. He's so cute, but where the fuck is his face? I think, I think, because if walang sound si Morris, hindi siya cute. Pero he was making all this. Oh, yeah, yeah, the good sound design choices in that, which made him really cute. But, oh, oh the, the moment that Morris came out, my wife was like, I want the Morris. What is that? I want one. Can you find a plushie? I, I also like how when Morris comes out for the first time, he's this enchanted animal from the magic forest. And Trevor's all like, oh my god, you can see him too? 
was the fact that he starts translating for Morris and Shang Chi and King. No like, explanation. Can, no explanation. He can understand. <laughs> you can understand that thing. You're like, yes, I can. Can you? <laughs> We don't even no, question no. it. He just knows. We don't yeah, but, because but, but, I think that's because we just fucking love Marvel at this point. We just accept it. <laughs> no, but you know, like, because apart from that, we've seen Black Widow. Prior to this, it was just Black Widow. And prior to that, it was Spider-Man Far Away From Home. He was the only character there with enough dialogue to talk with that we can actually connect to the previous universe and actually explain what was the what the status was. Kumbaga. You know, because Wong was mm-hmm. just there in passing. And at this point, palang at this point, we'll, we'll get yeah, to the, the only real point. connection we have to the bigger MCU, yeah, to guess. the bigger MCU, and as he explains these things, I so parang that's why that was his big contribution to the movie. No, his big contribution was telling us why he became uh, an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it he was is. in 1968 in a theater when I saw Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and, oh and, and then that's when I asked my mom, "Mommy." Is that real? Oh, you silly boy. No, it's not. They're acting. And that was when I realized that the monkeys were acting. What in that? If you could train a monkey to act, imagine what I could do. <laughs> that was the biggest contribution to the movie. Oh my God. Fuck are you? <laughs> I, I, I think want it was what at he's this... having. I want what he's having. <laughs> I, I think it was at this point where I messaged because at this when I was watching this, I I know Misha had seen it before me, but it was at this point I think I messaged him in all caps. Oh my god, Ben Sir Ben Kingsley is the best actor in this movie. His best role ever to date. Like yeah, screw, yeah, I don't care. Guys. He was he was Gandhi, but I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. He played. I don't care. He played Gandhi. He's Trevor. <laughs> Best role. His most iconic role ever. Just because of that Planet of the Apes monologue. No, that was something else. I, I swear to God. Oh my God! So eccentric. So good. Only Marvel can do that. You know, only Marvel can make even, a legendary ga- actor like Sir Ben Kingsley say these lines. Even in the middle of a fucking battle with everybody dead oh, next yeah. to him. <laughs> He still managed to make it awesome. Like, Morris, what I'm are you doing? I'm, this is the, this is the performance. <laughs> <laughs> and then Morris plays dead. <laughs> I know, so cute. He like flops over, belly up. So oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah but yeah, so the cast, the cast was 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 fun. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, you could tell they were mm. they were all enjoying themselves. Yeah, they they were. So we've talked about the characters and everybody who made this movie. Let's get to how things all ended up. How did you feel about how the story went, the big ending, big fight scene at the end, the climax? Um, honestly, since we already covered, like, you know, we already touched a little bit on how they are a very, very dysfunctional family unit. Shang Chi, his sister, his father, you know, and his dead mother. They're very fucking dysfunctional. But they didn't start out dysfunctional. You know, they were playing Dance Dance Revolution, um, <laughs> apparently in the '90s, and they were all happy. I like that bit where Tony Leung. Because, like, the mother lost her powers after she left her village mm-hmm. because she chose to leave for love. Like, oh. And even Tony Leung, badass warlord who's been alive for 4,000 years, stops using his magic ring so he could live out his mortal life, a mortal life with the woman he loves. I love that. Yeah. 
so you totally buy it when he goes, you know, he goes all John Wick because because some fools killed the woman he loves, you know? So they yeah. kind of had it coming. And how he gets deranged in a way mm-hmm. for him to be fooled by this mystical evil creature for yep. him to be freed. Mm-hmm. And this is the point where we see everything come together, all the wuxia, all the CG, and even all the the creatures from Chinese literature. You have the Great Protector, which was such a beautiful, beautifully designed beast, in my opinion. And it was it was a, he was pretty pretty badass creature too. And they also had this like lion looking the food dog. Yeah. I love the lion. I, he was so, so cool. Cute. They're and so this, goofy. And this is like straight off of these traditional Chinese paintings that yep. you've probably seen one of in once in your life, or maybe those statues. And to see that come to life in MCU movie was just like amazing. So Here's the thing with with how this secret world. You know, the secret village was like I found it even more magical than Asgard. I'm sorry, because Asgard just looked too sci-fi for my taste. Mm. So, so like, many white people. <laughs> it's Norse mythology. Of course, there would be white look, people. Okay, they're all fucking white people. They only got one Asian and one black dude, and the black dude is the doorman. So come on. Hey, I, I he's my favorite out of all. Yeah, of but them. he's still just their servant but who opens the door. Norse it's Norse mythology. But it's Idris Elba. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back to do the mystical village. No, yes, I love that. But yeah, I mean, like it's more. It was more magical than than Thor. But we all knew that Thor was supposed to be a magical setting. But then it looked really sci-fi. Aside from the frost giants, you didn't see anything. You didn't see any magical creatures in Asgard. You know, th- that's a whole world. Here, it's just a tiny village, and you see everything. It's like, oh my god, they have magical dogs. They have headless chicken pigs. They have a dragon in the lake. They have a water as, as dragon. Point, and as Trevor pointed out, the birds on the birds are on fire. <laughs> and like is that a horse it it. <laughs> that's the strangest looking horse I've seen <laughs> yeah well the, the birds that were on fire looked the fuck done better than that phoenix in Mulan oh my oh, god anything looks better than that fucking phoenix in <laughs> Mulan okay yes but I mean the movie of Mulan oh well while we're at Talo, actually. I personally, I guess if there's something I would have wanted more from this film is I wish we had more time to bask in Talo and why it's such a mysterious, magical place. Because why is it so special? So we've seen the magical creatures, fine. We've uh, seen that it's a village of warriors protecting the sacred gate. But what's the community like? Like, uh, I wish we had more time for it. Because I wanted to feel like how hard was it for their mother to leave this place for love, mm, despite yes. being such a strong asset to this community, right? Because she yeah. was such a powerful warrior. She even beat uh, her she was the future husband. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of the protectors, supposedly. Yeah. So I wanted a sense of what she gave up and why they came back to it eventually, besides the obvious mission. Because, you know, there like is that, that mission. Yeah, that would have yeah. been nice. Yeah, just, just to give it a more powerful sense of home when Shang finally finds it. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. To, even if he's never been there, it's supposed to feel like home for him because that's right. where his I, mom came from. The closest so, we get. Yeah. yeah. I agree, I agree. The closest I, we the, get is the mom's stories. Yeah, him, exactly. So mm-hmm. we don't see the community like working as a community because obviously they do other things besides martial arts, right? How the, yeah, how they, the hell are they going to survive? And yeah, we didn't get to dive as deep into it like let's say Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Wakanda's cool. Wakanda, you, Wakanda, 
Wakanda <laughs> had a whole two hours to do that. Yeah. Shang-Chi didn't. Yun but the last 30 minutes. I was, yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping they mm. would have done the Kung Fu Panda where Po goes into the village. Of, <laughs> Kung Fu of, Panda. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, because they were able to do that in Kung Fu Panda when Po finally finds his people. Yeah. And they go into that panda village. Yeah, bottom. but they took like three movies to get to that point. We had to know Po before we gave point. a shit yeah. about his journey. Good point. Good so point. maybe they could have saved the village to Shang-Chi too. Maybe, but I guess this is the disadvantage of Shang-Chi being the first film of its series. Because, <laughs> let's say, since I mentioned Wakanda, T'Challa had um, civil war, right? To kind mm-hmm. of establish yeah, who he was, right. what he stands for, yes, his right, relationship right, right, right. to his dad, right, and exactly. why he needs to carry on the family the name. Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. his crown. So you already established that, which... When we get to his solo movie, you know what he's all about already. So that's why we can already get to the nitty gritty of what Wakanda is about. So I wanted that for Talon here. But I guess they didn't have the time for it. As opposed to Shang-Chi, whose only connection to the rest of the MCU was Trevor. (laughs) 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 But yeah, those are my sentiments. So how about you guys? If there's something you wanted to change... Now that you pointed it out, yes, I do completely agree, and I see the point in it. I, I, I do agree. Regard, I mean, uh, we could have done more exposure because with, with with fantastical creatures and you know in in magical places, it would always be nice to just have a few, just to be immersed in that world. Yeah. We, we didn't even have, we didn't even get the chance. Like I, I kind of hope they revisit that if there is gonna be a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be nice. Like oh, I know the way. Yeah, that's what I want for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Something that I enjoyed here, actually, um, it's not so much that I'd want to change it, but I think I'd like to build more on it. What I appreciated was they tried to give us an authentic sense of the, the, the experience of the Asian immigrant in general, yeah. wherein mm. you have somebody from a very traditional culture trying to fit in in a new place, with new country, with new rules. And you saw that here. You could see the juxtaposition of where Shang-Chi came from um, culturally and where he was now. So he now, you know, you're this slacker dude in San Francisco, but you're still the guy who takes his shoes off before entering the house. Mm. You're this dude who grew up in a very traditional historical background, learning traditional uh, martial arts, and you have a very strict father. But, you know, the, and the, but you go to America, you want to fit in. It's not just about hiding, but also because you want to fit in. So the first thing you do, you, you change your name, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's no, honestly, that's a can very we, cultural thing. I know. Can, can, can you say the name? Can you say the name that he changed? He chose the best fucking name since Obi-Wan changed his name to Ben and thought nobody would find him. Shang-Chi goes undercover as Sean. <laughs> he gave it so much thought, clearly. I swear, yeah. He, it's really ever. Pointed it right. out. She's like, oh, however did your father find you? <laughs> You're hiding from everyone and you change your name for Shang to Sean. <laughs> for like yeah. two whole seconds I'm sure hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, what would a 14 year old think of anyway you're 14 years old you're running away from your dad like, mm, what would be the best name my name's Shang-Chi <laughs> Sean Sean in as much as I appreciate all, all the little Chinese touches that the director put into the film um, something that became apparent um, when I talked with Deng after watching the movie, honestly, was that the movie speaks more towards the the ABC crowd, towards the American-born Chinese experience than it does an mm. overall Chinese one. True. Well, yeah, I, I mean, see that. Yeah, but 
I, I guess it's also why I like this movie more because it never promised to be a Mulan. It never promised to show much of China. It was more of, you know, the immigrant story, you know, like being, you know, an outcast at the same time being one with, you know, society. So I guess that's what, that's why I enjoyed it, you know, because being, you know, like half Chinese myself, you know, I... I I walk the line of somebody who gets teased for being Chinese and not being Chinese enough. So it speaks to me. <laughs> I, think, I think part of it comes from the fact that Black Panther kind of set the bar, you know, it, it in, in having something to say about the culture that they're representing. Because like with, with, with Killmonger, you were really all in with him, with what he wanted to do. He wanted to get revenge or he wanted to get justice for his ancestors and all that. You could totally get behind that. Whereas in this movie, as much as I can I, I am totally on board for for Tony Leung sacrificing everything in the name of love, it would you would be harder pressed to convince your terrorist army to follow you because you're hearing voices. <laughs> that's uh, well, true. Well that that that's true. But then you know, I'm guessing because Killmonger is scarier and he has a purpose versus Tony Leung who's been you know, rich for thousands of years, yeah, probably has the money to pay all these guys. So there's a difference. That's true. That's, that's the clear difference between these two villains. Aside from the fact that, you know, Killmonger was a better written villain, I, it, I, I'm i still going to say that Tony Leung's character, Wen Wu, it wasn't, it, you know, is it, still one of the better ones. It's just mm. that Killmonger is much, much, much better. I like, Best MCU villain ever. I, I, I liked Wen Wu, honestly. It's just that his motives were purely selfish, honestly. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. all for him. Yep. And, you know, not to some larger sense of duty or whatever. It was all just about him and his feelings and whatnot. And the, something else that Dan pointed out was also it's 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 there's something of the whole Beauty and the Beast syndrome at work here. Wherein the toxic male is cured by the power of love. Well, you know, chi- you know, Chinese very patriarchal. So I don't know, like it's just something. I, I don't know. I mean, all sense of honor and duty gets thrown out the window the second that you know that Shang Chi's mother decides she's gonna leave her magical village. Yeah. Um, just because she met a dude whose butt she kicked, but I assume that she kicks the butt of everybody who comes looking for their village. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's why I also mentioned that I wish we knew more about Talo and you know what she gave up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they didn't really explore that too much because I think they wanted to keep the story within the focus on Shang Chi more. Yeah, and since Shang Chi is the the, um, the title lead character, character and <laughs> he is actually he he grew up most most of his life in in San Francisco. So well, half of his life. So he has that experience. But I un- I totally understand Deng's point that it would have been nice to just give us the deeper meaning of the Chinese culture yeah. besides just these legends, just this village. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing deeper than whatever yeah. is happening in the plot. Yep, yep. I, I see the point and it's valid. It's mm-hmm. just I feel like in to me, the the whole immigrant experience of 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 an Asian to an Asian American is just a different culture in itself because you know like I don't because these Asian Americans stole the line between what's traditional for for the Chinese community or or what's Western because it's really a clash of East and West where versus what Black Panther was going for you know it was more of like what has been taken away from me what has been erased from me this one it's not it's more of like 
what am I going to follow? What am I going to follow my, my ancestors, my, what my family has been through? Or what, what am I going to be like the people I live with now, you know? It's more of a clash, clash of culture thing rather than something's been stolen from me. Like, I need people to know what the pain I'm going through is. But this one is like, totally different. That's what I, that's what I see, this is, which is why I appreciated it more. I, that's fair. That's fair. I think it can be argued, though, that um, all things considered and granted, the bar has not been raised very high. Mulan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that all things considered, I think this movie all was this movie was overall quite respectful of what it was referencing and all of those other mm. things. So I still stand by the fact that I'm pretty sure it would have made a lot of money if it ever got out in China if they ever decided to release it there. Yeah, yeah I, I guess mean so. like the whole homage to you know, Wuxia cinema. And maybe we'll get to that in the sequel when Shang-Chi just further immerses himself in his past or his family's <laughs> past and he'll learn more about it and hopefully we will learn more about it and there's going to be a lot more depth to it in a more authentic Chinese sense. Okay, I'm going to be cheesy right now and I'm going to say it once because you know, in Mandarin? people have said this before. Not yes, in Mandarin. please, in Mandarin, please. Not in Mandarin, please. not Please. My Mandarin is shit. I don't want Please. to be crucified by my peoples. <laughs> Dishonor! 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 But anyway, yeah. I mean, like, one thing's for sure. We have varying opinions about this, about its authenticity, but it's still great. Like, people still enjoyed it. It, it You know, for the first time in a Western movie, I see a superhero, quote-unquote, who looks like me. Like, you never I don't seen... know. I've, I've seen you without your shirt on. Uh, well... Do I want to know the context? Let's not tell. Don't tell me the context. That's that's, that's oversharing, Misha. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But, but, no. <laughs> no, but you know, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, it's just it just feels so good to be represented. You know, in 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 media that's exposed. You know, that has more exposure to a lot of the people globally. Because mm-hmm. you know, like we've what Asians bear are usually the butt of the joke in movies. Like what with the brainy ones. We're usually like the ones running a grocery store. It, it just feels nice to have somebody kicking ass for once, you know? Like not the bad guy, not like how Jet Li was in Lethal Weapon 4, you know, or not like some tips proto you know, stereotypical Asian, you know, wise wise Chinaman. Some mystical oriental. Some, right? You know, the fact that, you know, someone's called an oriental just speaks racist all over, you know? They don't even specify where you're from. Fair. But Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi just says it all. Like, ah, oh, this guy's from China. Um, the martial arts would speak for itself. It, it just feels nice to have that for once. Okay. So there. That, that's all I have. That's my two cents about what this character means for me. Because, you know, I'm half Chinese. I've had it from all sides. I've had Chinese people mocking me for not knowing my, you know, not knowing how to speak. It, I've had, you know, I've had Filipinos teasing me for being Chinese. Just for being Chinese. That's fucking stupid, you know. I feel you. I hear you. I hear you. So that's why this movie is just great. Cool. While we're on the topic of what what we'd like to see, what would have changed, I would have liked to see the job that he welched out on. I want to see the assassination that he did not carry out. Ooh, I want right. to see that moment where he decided, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to run away. Because, you know, for sure, you know, you don't send a first-time assassin out on his own. I'm sure he had a minder 
may bantay yan. He had mm-hmm. to lose somebody in order to get to America to hide. True. So maybe, maybe. I, I would love to see that. How, wait, also, sorry, we can see how Tony Leung tried to look for him after that. Mm-hmm. Because at yeah. some point in this movie, he says that I always know where my kids are. So yeah. maybe he tried looking for him. When he saw he was okay, he just decided to leave him alone. Because he said, you know what? I gave you 10 years. Now I want my shit back. I want my necklace back. Maybe maybe it was written that way and we could see more of those layers of the character in the succeeding movies. Yeah, I'll what, take whatever. any excuse to see Tony right? Long again. But regardless of all these, all, all our gripes and wants, wants, it was still a great origin, origin story or introduction to the character. Because you know we have nothing but praises for for the yeah, performance, for sure. and and we did <clears> enjoy, <throat> we did we did enjoy the story that that was, was that was told. You know, mm-hmm. um, and clearly the 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 world does too, because you know the movie didn't flop despite what other people thought. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and it, it was be- before the movie came out. It was seen as like this kind of underdog, and I look, it that. made all the monies. It dominated. I love, it. I love a good underdog story. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sh- Shang Chi is an underdog. You know? mm-hmm. So, needless to say, we do recommend this movie, and um, definitely, if you have the means to go watch it, if you do get to see it in the cinemas out here in the Philippines when it comes out, please. Be then safe. lucky you. <laughs> lucky you please be safe make sure you're vaccinated and are wearing a mask but you're definitely gonna enjoy this film as much as we did we really did me Hell yeah Props me to, not recommend a marvel movie um i could think of some you wouldn't recommend <laughs> thor 2 yeah thor 2 is probably the only marvel movie i would not recommend okay it's pretty boring <laughs> so, and with that yeah with that um, go with see Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten rings not bracelets not armbands bangles. not bangles rings <laughs> ten rings because, okay please just fucking watch it for Trevor I'm not even kidding okay since <laughs> since, since Misha has a bone to pick with them not being rings rings just say Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Tony big Leo. rings big ten rings? what? Big and rings, big rings. Or, technically there are big rings. Or rings for giants? Okay, <laughs> okay, know. okay. I don't Where's know if I've been watching. I don't know if I've just been watching too much Seinfeld lately. But okay, so oh, if a, a ring, thing. no, 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 past a certain size, a ring becomes a bracelet or a bangle, right? What size does a bracelet or a bangle become? A hula hoop, hula hoop. And you can follow us on our socials. We have a Facebook group, Subwoofers. We like movies. We've also got Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash sub underscore auteurs. Tell us what you think. Let us know what else you want to hear and interact with us on the Facebook group. Let's talk fun stuff about movies, news, and all that jazz. So uh, this has been the Sub Tours. My name is MJ. I'm Misha. And I'm Anjo. And we just saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Hula Hoops. Q Anderson Pack and Credit Song. Man, I love that. Speaking of Anderson Pack and, and Credit Song, the, the soundtrack is amazing. You guys should listen to it. It's full of Asian American acts, lots of artists from 88 Rising, a whole lot of Rich Brian for some reason. He has like four <laughs> or five songs in there. But taking cue from um, from the Kendrick Lamar helmed Black Panther, yeah, this is also mm-hmm. something to be proud of. DPR Ian! Representation! Yeah. Let's totally. Go. Nikki, DPR Live, DPR Ian, my love. Uh, okay, sorry to insert that thirst there. Janae Aiko, <laughs> who else? BB, 
Takeshi and yeah. And Simu oh, also God. sings in the soundtrack. Wait, what? He does? Yes, he does. He has a song Siempre called Simu Hot Liu. Soup. It's called Hot Soup. Of course Siempre it is. Simu Liu, yeah. Don't what? argue with Mai. Don't argue <laughs> yeah, with yeah, MG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Listen to the soundtrack. And yes, let's finally end this episode. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Wait, wait, wait. It's not a Marvel movie at the post-credit scene. See what we did there. shared universe. I am so happy with the post-credit scene. Wong calling calling them out of the bar. Just like basically interrupting everybody's night and just like teleporting <laughs> in there and just grabbing oh, yes. Shang and Katie. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see Captain Marvel again and Bruce Banner. And they acknowledge how Captain Marvel is always just like dashing out of stuff. Oh, gotta go. Bye. Mm-hmm. Kind of true though. Because, you know. Because she got a page. <laughs> yeah. She got a page. Or like exactly. it, it answer it answers the question like oh why does Captain Marvel only like pop in in these you know why isn't she there the whole time she's busy okay okay <laughs> I, I, I gotta have. ask it's like oh, the okay. it girl of the universe you know <laughs> okay, like she's okay. wanted First, in one solar system and then she's wanted in the other like ten minutes later she's wanted in qu- my heart sorry okay oh no I was gonna say I got questions because like yes. okay. Clearly, it's been a couple of years since Endgame because Captain Marvel's hair is long again. Right? <laughs> right, she's not Coach Leia of the MCU anymore. And it's not as, as curly as it was in the 90s. It's a little frizzy, TBH. But it also, might have been dry in outer space. So, But also, Bruce isn't Smart Hulk anymore. Oh, yeah. He's Bruce. He's Bruce fucking Banner. Oh, yeah. And, and his arm his arm is still fucked up from when he used the Infinity Gauntlet that Ooh, Tony built. Yeah. When he tried to do the snap. So like, okay, so he's still fucked up. Does that mean like he's never going to be able to use that arm again properly? Because, you know, if he's had a sling on for however long it took for Captain Marvel to grow out her hair, what's he going to be doing on the She-Hulk TV series? Will he still have the sling? Is he not going to be the Hulk? I don't know what's going on. I guess we'll we'll find out. Maybe, maybe, maybe a reason why he's not smart Hulk anymore or he's just Bruce Banner now is because, you know, or, you know, just me throwing just theorizing because i'm familiar with the she-hulk just because you know how jennifer walters gets the powers is that because she gets a blood transfusion from her cousin bruce banner yeah but giving somebody blood doesn't mean you lose all of your own blood it's the mcu he's still gonna be hulk even if he gave her some blood it's the the mcu they change things all the time we didn't even have one not hulk just by giving blood he would have done it years ago well he didn't know that then I simultaneously love and hate the reasoning because it's Marvel. <laughs> I love it as a fan because, like, you just accept everything, but I hate it that we're just giving it excuses to. It's like, Anjo, if I gave you a blood transfusion, I would still have fucking asthma. What the hell, man? I know. I would not magically lose it just because I gave you some blood. We don't have shield tech. We don't have Stark tech. We don't have Asgardian <laughs> tech. We're in, we live in the real world. This is why we watch movies. Fine, fine. Fine. But um, yeah, it looks like the the mid credit scene is setting up the big bad of Phase Four, whatever Phase yep. Four of the MCU will be doing. So for phases also, one, two, and three, it was Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. Phase Four, 
we're going to know as we go along. But it looks like the 10 <laughs> bracelets are calling something. <laughs> ten rings. Kasi Let ten it rings. go. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not just that. It's also setting up what Shang-Chi's role will be. As Wong addressed him, like, you better get used to that. It's always like this. So does that mean he's an Avenger now? Not yet officially but he's saying like I like the fact that Wong says it like you two better get home get some rest you don't why know why does what's he need Katie and other than the fact that she's played by Aquafina why does Wong need Katie they need know, an Asian. extra karaoke buddy <laughs> that's true that that's probably like the thing. best that was the best that no I like how they ended it I, California. I, I really I like how they Wong. ended it like you can just go Such home get some rest place. or <laughs> I can do that whole thing they have to I do that one love, whole bit. I love Wong. <laughs> I was hoping it's a Beyonce song, but Hotel California is pretty cool too. Hey, we don't know how long they were singing. I'm sure they got to Beyonce at some point. But it, if it was single ladies, it would have been so funny. Yeah. Call yeah, back. see Wong do that song. I love Wong. Wong's the best. <laughs> and Wong's I also love how you see um, the sister's future too. Like oh, painting yeah. all the traditional buildings yeah. of the palace it, with graffiti, just making her Dude. bigger version of her Macau fight. Club. What, what what did I tell you, man? She's a boss bitch. Boss, Damn right. bitch. Damn right. boss bitch, man. Love like, that ending for her. Love Shandine. Shandine. Just so awesome. I got a question. Is she gonna like just make her fight club global or is she going to continue the whole League of Assassins thing that her father started? She's going to make the it's... people in the Ten Rings all fight each other for entertainment. So she has an army <laughs> who already trains each other through the weekly fights or nightly fights. And at the same time, she makes a shit ton of money producing these shows. Because, you know, like my boy Ronnie Chang was there <laughs> <laughs> at the end. Yeah. So, you know, she's just being a business lady at the yeah. same time. I'm putting up a fight show and training my people. That'd be so cool, no? We're live streaming from the heart of the League of Assassins temple in the middle of an enchanted land. <laughs> live on pay-per-view. <laughs> Get ready to rumble! I, I really want to see where this goes. I mean, I yeah. love that they started Phase 4 with Black Widow and with Shang-Chi, who are, you know, by definition, minorities. And it looks like they're setting up some big stuff. And if nothing mm-hmm. else, I think that Disney and Kevin Feige have earned our trust to see where this goes from here. So it'll be cool. And, you know, we got the Eternals. We got Spider-Man coming up. We got Doctor Strange Ooh. too. Uh, we just came off We came off a great season of What If and Loki and WandaVision. So, yeah, so far so good. Mm-hmm. We have so much more to look forward With to. all due apologies to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, we love your characters. <laughs> Do we? Do we? I love Bucky. I love Bucky. Do I love Bucky. I love Bucky. Let's leave it at that. For real. I I actually also do love um US Asian. Sorry. Kurt Russell's ugly son? Yeah. Let's leave it at like, that. Yeah. <laughs> Before you say anything else <laughs> about Kurt Russell's son. <laughs> Ending for reals. <laughs> when he has the mask on, he looks like Mr. Fredrickson. <laughs> <laughs> the not cute Mr. Fredrickson. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he was great. Yeah, yeah. He was great. Okay. No more post credits after this promise. Thank okay. you. The Subbo Tours will return next week. Hopefully. That's now a thing, no, with Marvel movies, no. Mm-hmm. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.